0: Uh, Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. Um, Unfortunately, we had a bit of an issue with our recording, um, and that is a bit robot voice from uh, minute one through to minute 17. So I'm just going to do a quick solo run through of some of the uh, reviews for the juniors, and then we'll jump you back into the team, which is... uh, myself 40 and birdie unfortunately ham wasn't available this week um we had a whole bit about the no homers club but unfortunately that audio isn't usable um so i'll just do a quick recap and then we'll get you back to the actual podcast so first in the uh wenty sorry in the New South Wales Junior Reps uh, for the women, they came up 36 to nil uh, victors over the Panthers, which sees them with a chance to uh, bring in a top two spot next week. Um, although uh, they have a top four spot on lockdown. So try scores in this game, there was a double to eh, there was a triple to Coombson, and Fotiallo picked up the third, uh, sorry, well, the seventh try, (laughs) uh, but was the third try scorer. A Cabu three from, I'm not sure how many, and then Fotiallo was one um, off the boot for a total of four from seven conversions. Then into, there was a... uh, a bye round in the Harold Mats, so into the SG ball. Um, unfortunately, the Eels didn't back up that. Uh, well, they didn't recover from that effort against the Bulldogs and went down 16-18 to 18 against the Roosters, a misconversion conversion from Leozu being the difference. Uh, the try scorers were Hollis, Pennicini and Hart. Um, now, SG ball... Uh, they have the potential to fall out of the top eight next week, so they really need to get a win, um, and they're versing the, um, the the Newcastle Knights in the uh, final round, um, who are a bit further down the ladder. So they really need to um, uh, pull the finger out and get into gear if they want to be playing finals football. Uh, then into the Country Rugby League Junior Reps in the Laurie Daily Cup, the Eels... Um, had their first finals round match in that competition, being the inaugural year for the Parramatta Eels. Uh, they went down 22-12. to 12. Uh, The Unfortunately, um, they, they started off a bit slow, but they did have a bit of a comeback in the second half. And if you want to watch a replay, have a look at that on um, Bar TV on YouTube. Uh, but uh, positives to take out of that, it was the first year in that competition they are already playing finals football, And plus, there'll be some graduates as well from the uh, Johns Cup next year, moving up into the Daily Cup. Um, So it's, it's only our first year in those competitions. One of the teams playing finals football, and the Johns team only just missed out after starting a little bit slow. Um, So that'll be back next year for the Country Rugby League Junior Reps, but if you want to check out the finals, um, they'll also be on Bar TV, or the grand finals I should say, they'll be on Bar TV this weekend as well. Then into the Shield, um, the Owl's going down in that grade 4 to 38, and there were two Sinbins in that game, Sultan and Solomon, uh, with Reardon being the only try scorer. And then into the Ron Massey Cup, Wenty Magpies were 40 to 12 victors over the uh, Saints. Try scorers Rawalui, Navale, Haman, Mulvihu. Uh, Schofhausen, Ham's boy getting a try, Ridge Smith and also Kieran Heyman and Bo Henry, 6 from 7 off the boot. Um, so good to see Bo Henry back there and going around the Ron Massey team, hopefully to another title again this year. Uh, then moving over to the um, Jersey flag. Um, unfortunately another result that went against us so that's 0 from 2 for the flag boys so far um, but as we've touched on there's some players to come uh, previously there are some players to come back uh, in this coming round uh, but the try scorers in this match were Ward and Tabatao with Bailey beyond Deodo, 2 from 2 off the boot um, Roosters are flying pretty high in this competition, but the Eels don't get it any easier next week when they'll come up against the Sharks who are leading that competition. Um, So they're really going to have to dig deep, but there's some um, potential uh, players uh, coming up from uh, SG ball level and also coming back from uh, long-term injuries, which we'll touch on a bit later, and then into the ISP the Magpies going down 20 to the Bears, 21. Uh, Bears being the Roosters' feeder team this year. Try scorers Hoffman, Bevan French, and Matt McCrick, who might get a call-up this week in first grade. Uh, Keegren in the halves, four from four off the boot, and one from one penalty goals. And unfortunately, Brock Lamb kicked a field goal in the 79th minute. Ham uh, was on the scene and said... Uh, it came off the back of an innocuous penalty. So, um, blame the refs in that one. (laughs) Uh, Then on to first grade. So, I'll just get through the tri-scorers, the score, and some of the base stats, and then I'll throw over to um, Forty, Birdie, and myself. Um, So, final score, 18-32. to Blake Ferguson and Mekasivo with a double. Now, unfortunately, we we went to toe-to-toe for 60 to 65 minutes. Um, but then the Roosters, being the premiership team they are from last year, uh, picked it up a gear and we were our worst enemies in enforcing errors. And there was a bit of soft goal line defence, which led to those, I think it was three unanswered tries, unfortunately, at the back end of the game after playing so well. Um, and I know in BO's press conference, he was very dirty about that goal line defence, which will have to be addressed. And it's something I... Um, sort of raised last week with the Dylan Napa try in the second half against the Bulldogs. Um, so it's something we've certainly got to to, to settle up. Um, and 40 touched on um, in the previous audio that's audio that's been burned. Um, that the the really um, frustrating try was that one off the 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 um, tap uh, sorry the play the ball off Victor Radley after there was a um, player held up in goal. They took a while to reset back out to the ten metre mark, and then everybody. Uh, Dan Alvaro didn't push up, and unfortunately, um, Reed Money. I don't know what he was doing, but <laughs> um, got sold that dummy and got a bit of a, a school lesson from Radley. Uh, but onto the stats: forty-eight percent possession, uh, twenty-eight complete, completed sets to the Roosters' twenty-seven. Uh, all runs pretty similar. All run meters, pretty similar. Post contact meters, we were down by 40. Average play the ball speed was three all uh, three seconds apiece. We had 14 to five offloads. Um, then on to kick defusal, 60%. 435 kicking meters to the roosters, 381. And four uh, grubbers apiece. Unfortunately, the missed tackle count kept up. It was it was pretty alarming in the first 5 or 10 minutes. We had a stack of missed tackles uh, topped out at 28 to the Roosters 20 and we had a further 50 tackles made than the Roosters. Uh, we conceded 7 penalties to the Roosters 8 but we had a further 3 errors in 12 errors to 9 and uh, we had a couple more uh, forced dropouts than the Roosters. Um, so uh, sorry, three to one on the force dropout. So now that we've got to that, um, I'll throw over back to forty, uh, Birdie, and myself for the rest of the record.
1: Pretty good job defending their best weapons, Luke Kyrie, James Tedesco, uh, James Tedesco, sorry, and uh, Latrell Mitchell were not non-factors, but they weren't, you know, carving us up between the twenties. But once we got to our own red zone, we sort of just went away from. From the defensive structures that serve us well, and we got a little bit lax, and that's when Tedesco carved us up. Um, carved us up.
2: Like it's like you look at you look back at losses like this, like even the um, the semi final loss to the Cowboys a couple of years ago. You've got to learn from them because yes, if you don't learn, you're going backwards, and oh, surely they got to learn. The, Just complete the set. It can be, you know what, Roosters. They've got a flashy team. Let's be honest, they've got a flashy team, but they play boring football to win the game. And sometimes you, you can have a flashy team, but you have to play boring football to win. You don't have to thrill the crowd. I'm more I'll be I'd rather an ugly win, you know. More majority of the times if unless it's you know, it's just I, I know what
1: you mean. I don't though. think
2: we we want to play boring football, you know, like if that makes sense.
1: I think I think in general we, we have a pretty good mix of when we, you know, chance our arm and when we play conventional, not block for block, but, you know, sweeping structures and whatnot. But, yeah, it's the the composure that the best teams show is something that we could learn or afford to learn. And I think the teaching points out of this game will be massive for the team if they can absorb them, if they can take on what the Roosters showed them, you know, in the later exchanges of the game, how to take control of a game and how not to be your own worst enemy, that would let us, you know, that would help set us up for a a very strong middle period of the, of the season when other teams start getting impacted by origin. And we should presumably be either full, uh, full strength or close to full strength, getting players back and not losing players to representative teams. And, you know, if we can absorb those, those lessons and then execute them, you know, look at us go on a tear, but that's a big if, you know, we, we've got to be able to, you know, process everything there. Uh, But as, as far as the, the game's concerned, who stood out for you guys?
0: Um, I really liked Michael Jennings back from that, that week off. I thought he was on and off the ball. He made some, he made this cracking tackle. I can't remember who it was from, but he came from nowhere and actually, absolutely – it might have – sorry, it was on Latrell Mitchell. He, he came out of nowhere and absolutely buried him. And also, of course, make a Civo with a double in his first try in Eels Colours, yeah, and coming. he – Ikevalu uh, he
1: he was. <laughs> he's um, about, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, I went to the game with my um, my um, dad, who's actually a roo- rooster supporter. Um, so he, he was calling for Ikevalu to get uh, taken off just hooked. Oh dear! Oh dear!
1: Um, I, Look, I
2: know um, Ferguson didn't have a big game compared to the second round, but he was he's still huge. For what he does, like you know, one hundred eighty.
1: Well, you know, we're, we're talking. We're talking like 160, to 180 meters is a quiet game for Blake. That's a yeah. that's a pretty high part of set for someone. He's Look, a pretty pretty handy player, that old Blake Ferguson.
2: Yeah, like last year, how often do we have a winger that could hit 150, 130 meters? You know, on that, like, consistently. Like mm-hmm. this is, it, it's a, okay. It's a loss, but and he probably didn't score, you know, as much tries, but still, he was a big. He played well. Him and Gufferson, the our two best. But um, yeah,
1: Guffo was really good. Uh the player that uh, he didn't have a big, like a big game in terms of minutes, but the one that stood out for me off the bench was Oregon. He came on and started cracking some heads and defense. I think he ran a lot better than his numbers suggested. I think NRL.com had him pegged for eight runs for low to mid forties. So, you know, um, pretty ordinary meterage, but he also got five, a good off. For five, five for 40. Five there 40, you go. Sorry. eight for 40 would be absolutely atrocious. Five for 40 is on the, you know, lower side, but not awful. Sorry. Um, and you know, I thought he ran a lot better than his numbers suggested. He ran hard, and he got a good offload away. But did it set up the try, the second try for Sevo? Uh, it yep. might have. Yeah, there you go. It was in the lead up for that. Yeah, and
0: he was Junior Paulo was the first. One. That's
1: right. Yeah, and then okay. uh, he he just smashed blokes in defence. And it's a you know he, he got into the game on a, a late injury to Dave Gower, who had a calf strain, and I think he's out for this week as well. Uh, but that's right. it, it's a sort of um, opportunity you need to see a young player grab. So you know, it was good to see him do that. Um, aside from that, uh, unfortunately, well, I
0: also thought Gutherson, um, had, had a very good game. You know, he's back for, for almost 200 meters off 17. Yeah. He's,
1: um, he's a, run. he's a sneaky meter accumulator, isn't he? You sort of, you don't, the, the one part of his game in running that stands out, or well, two, sorry, is a, his support play and B, his dummy half runs. He's very good at getting in after a good run to, you know, uh, take advantage of the markers. But he sort of—you don't go back and think, oh, you know, he made this big chunk yardage. He just sort of accumulates, and by the end of the day, he's got nearly two hundred meters.
0: And I also thought Kane Evans against his old team. I, I, I was a bit hesitant him coming into that match. I thought going up against his old team again that might get in his head a bit because that's really been his own worst enemy—is his 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 own um, mental sort of toughness. Mm-hmm. But he came out fourteen runs, one hundred and twenty-eight meters. Um, a whole heap of tackles as well, um, and I thought he consistently getting better each week. Um, which, from what we saw from him in 2018, it was probably one of the best buys of the year. Yeah,
1: that, that's um, a but, pretty fair accusation to be honest.
0: <laughs> and and think- this year, he's really stepping it up. What you got, Bertie? I was
2: going to say, well, for the Kane Evans. What doesn't help is he was our marquee signing, and let's be honest, yeah. he's not a marquee signing elsewhere. No. So
1: he's a, he's a, he's a mid-range, mid-range yeah. Ford pack filler, and and that's what it he is. Unfortunate, is. the pressure. That's that's that. right, and right. you couple that with the pressure of the 2017 expectations going into 2018, and it was you know one big shitstorm. But yeah, his, his good form is a is a good thing to bring up, Hamish, and it's sort of if he can continue that, it might open up uh, a different uh, path for our um, our football department to go towards, uh, God, I'm having an absolute uh, brain salad here. Um, God, the player market and, and how they're going to confront recruitment and um retention. You know, if all of a sudden if our forward pack gets rounded out by, uh, you know, we've got Junior Polo, uh, we've got, Danny Alvaro hope it gets back to his best and he got a good, you know, a good performing Kane Evans, all of a sudden you can start balancing the young guys against those free solid props instead of having to go to market and trying to, you know, squeeze an unlikely, you know, value signing out of what's out there because it's a pretty skinny market heading into 2020.
0: And and there isn't much value when you see the, the contracts, yeah. or at least... Um, uh, from the Broncos, uh, exactly. Uh, What's his name? TPJ. Yeah,
1: TPJ. Yeah. Talking yeah. about, it, they're saying eight hundred thousand dollars is a lowball offer. Oh my god.
0: Well, well I, I, I think his player agent is saying that. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently,
1: apparently, job. twelve clubs. This will also be agent talk for sure. But twelve clubs are writing in the thick of negotiations, and he's a player that I like on a on a you know individual game basis. You can really point out some great things, but geez, he lacks consistency, and when he's getting yeah. that sort of money, oh.
2: I like uh, yeah. uh, Tapao, uh,
0: not Tapau Tapao, because you know he's, he's, he's a bit Rogers too. Well. But, but he's he's, he's he, I, I put him in the um the Antonio Brown basket.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the brand builder, <laughs> Mr. big chest. <laughs> but um, you can probably um, levy levy the same. Oh, we're getting off traffic off traffic off topic here, but I think that Tapao's little bit guilty of the same stuff. He's too inconsistent, and that makes me scared to offer the sort of money that they want. But yes, um. Back, yeah, back to the game I any other
0: thoughts it. no I think that I think Sean Lane was shut down a bit I th- I thought I thought we as you said we did we did pretty well through the middle of the field it was just we gave them way too many opportunities. In that last fifteen to twenty minute mark, and we just seemed, you know, I, I said to my dad, I said, "Oh gosh, we haven't been at the end of the field, the other yeah. end of the field, for about ten minutes, and that's it. It was just repeat rep sets, and you know, I know they were missing Cronk um, out, but when you give the likes of Tedesco, Kiri and um, Latrell Mitchell, you know how many chances on your line? They're going to have you- to say." Oh, I, say, I, I thought the Roosters got very fortunate with uh, Orbison's try in that he, he didn't think yeah. he'd scored one. <laughs> yeah. and I
1: think went up no try.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm really perplexed about what's changed in that t- interpretation. Like, you've got to have sufficient evidence to overturn a decision. It seems the meaning of sufficient or conclusive this year. Um, so, sorry, sufficient evidence to overturn a s- decision. Is it c- sufficient or conclusive? I can't remember. I'll um, have to get I the action.
1: Actual- I mean, they're they're similar. Percent, yeah. Although "conclusive" is a stronger a stronger term, but yes, there was it yeah. was something along the veins of sufficient evidence to overturn, not just um you know award the try on its own individual merits. If the decision is no try, they're going with the mindset that it's no try, and you need to find not incontrovertible, but you know, like you said, sufficient to overturn. And and that was questionable with the uh, Orbits effort.
0: I have to say, I did, I did as if if I was in the neutral sort of seat, I thought that was a try. Um, I thought he just didn't sell very well when I went down um, because he seemed more surprised than anybody. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I don't think you can take too much away. I thought, uh, especially after we seemed to get a six tackle set from a Roosters error, they held down for what seemed like an eternity. And I'm like, why don't you blow the penalty? Like, I don't know what what's in the mind frame of the refs as to say, oh, well, they've got a six tackle set anyway. You'd have the exact same thing because you already burned a tackle on that first one. Except we'd pick up, you know, twenty meters. That's right, from the, the extra,
1: extra yardage kick. from the kick. The other moment that, as far as officiating is concerned, that stood out for me was. I think Sean Lane got taken out in the air, taking out a kick on his on the goal line, and I think the Roosters ended up scoring from the the resultant set. And it was just a it seemed like a lazy miscall call. But it's, I mean,
0: they even were, they the were... um, and the Gutherson. Uh, oh god, you know, that Phantom that was awful. On.
1: Yeah, the Phantom knock on. God, there were there
0: wasn't The bad... and as well.
1: Yeah, the playable stuff's stuff such a mess though that you you can't count on to to blow an offensive penalty. Um, you know, it, it's just Not luck of the on, draw. Like knock
2: on, like if it looks ugly, nine times out of ten, it's that's that's and true. There, he he, know, he
1: made an absolute on, meal know. of that play of the ball, as far as the yeah. ball was, you know, like literally rolling head over head rather than um on its side for that play of the ball. But yeah, there was a you know some fifty fifties that didn't go didn't go our way. And yes, it, it's tough when you're playing the reigning champs and you miss out on those calls. But you know, for the most part, it was a positive showing. But we need to see the boys go on with what they learned from that game, and if they don't back that up into the Cronulla game, it'll be for naught. So this is a big opportunity for them here.
0: All right. Well, that'll wrap up the game review. Then into the news, and there isn't too much. There was only the article about uh, Tim Manor and Gutherson really looking to uh, extend their contracts potentially. Uh, there was there was an article from well, who was that one? Was it was it um, Bulldog Richie about? Uh, Parramatta would be mad if they don't wrap up um, Gutherson now.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was, there was Richie and then and Paul Kent on Triple M, not the, the Daily Telly, was laying into Parramatta about how you don't lowball your best player with Quentin Gufferson because of that offer last year. So it, it, It's not much to do about nothing yet, but it's certainly the media trying to milk as much mileage as they can out of this news article. Um, as If you have a chance to look at the uh, the club interviews of both players, both Timmy and Gufferson, they're both pretty happy. I think Gufferson was joking about how he told his manager to get in contact with him if he needs anything from him, and he hadn't, you know, he hadn't heard from him, and yet his managers in the media running his mouth about how he's going to start going to market about, you know, to other clubs. So, you know, not, not storming a teacup, but also I don't think it's super serious yet. Both players are committed to the club, um, and it's a matter of, you know, getting wins on the board. Then you can look to lock up their coach, and I think the rest of the pieces fall into place.
0: And then the injury news. So the big one this week is Dylan Brown out with a lower back issue and there's no expected return date. just indefinite at the moment. So it didn't no, seem to hinder him. God, no, God, <laughs> please. No, no. <laughs> Just sorry. <man. laughs> um, so he didn't seem to be carrying much in that roosters game. So I don't know if that's just like a spasm sort of thing. Like I get, um, I did a lower back injury years and years and years ago when I was a teenager and I still get it like once every mm-hmm. four months or so it'll flare up. Um, so yeah. potentially it's something like that or my, you twist a certain way that's and you just right. get a shooting
1: pain. <laughs> In my highly unprofessional medical opinion, I'd say you're probably, you know, within the, the ballpark there. It's something that if it's a load management thing, there's obviously some sort of medium to long-term injury that wouldn't be, you know, debilitating for him right now. But if you don't, you know, manage that stress load, it could, you know, uh, Become something more serious, so I don't know. I think
0: yeah, NRL, for an eighteen-year-old tackling, you know, that that's exactly right. Twenty-kilo monsters every week.
1: Even even as super fit as Dylan is, and he's like you know superhuman with his fitness levels, it's still a pretty huge physical toll on him. You know, when he's in a developing phase with his body. Uh, I think NRL was saying it's six to eight weeks a monitoring period, but it's one of those things where that's the um, the initial media diagnosis. So probably just stay tuned through the week for the the actual media to give us a clearer picture. But the club has him built down as indefinite, don't they?
0: That That's correct, indefinite at the moment. Yeah.
1: So it's obviously a big blow for Parramatta. You know, he's the leading rookie of the year candidate across the NRL in a pretty strong class, and he had a great first three games. Um, but, you know, you're, you're trying to, as a coach and as a football administration, you're trying to balance short-term success with the long-term vision um, and even medium-term vision, I suppose, when you, you think about the seasons, the medium-term and long-term obviously being – you know, a couple of years down the road, and for Dylan, you want him to be as healthy as possible long term, and and come back in an, a month or two. If that's what it means to you know kickstart our campaign in the middle of the year, or middle of the season. Bertie, you got 30, did
0: you want to say something? On
2: that? Oh, just that we're gonna be careful because um, you see a lot with lower back injuries, they get also hamstring problems as well. Yeah, so there, there is a with so work, there. you know. And yeah, so just just take. You What's know, the rush? There's nothing to rush. Just take your time and. Actually, get it right. Just same thing with the other guy that got injured in the trial, Stefano. Just take your time. You yes. There's no rush to get the miles on the you know, on the legs like sort of thing.
1: Speaking so. of um famous players with um back and hamstring injuries, how about old mate Kieran Foreign plays his best game since twenty sixteen and then he's out for three months? Oh god.
0: And just back on Dylan. in the force.
2: Uh,
0: that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so especially for all those fantasy coach coaches out there, um, I think he was the leading uh, half. So um, people are scrambling and, to rebuild that hole
1: this week. Um, Adam Kieran got dropped this week yeah. as well, so
0: it's a crisis. Which, which wasn't a great – you know, he started well that first week, but the last two weeks on the field and, and especially in fantasy, he's been um, a bit poo.
2: Yeah. I made my changes before the news came out. So I had to reverse the changes. I'm like, God – yeah,
0: i I had to get Braden Burns out as well, who unfortunately oh. he did a leg injury too. Uh, but coming into <laughs> the Sharks game, uh, bringing in young, young is it, it Cherry? Is that how they pronounce it? Uh, cherry
1: uh, Bronson cherry, 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 I think. Yeah, Cherry, I mean, like yeah. the the old fruit. or oh, yes, or
0: oh, like DCE. God, berry. is a cherry a fruit or is it a berry? What I don't know. That's right,
1: a I mean, a berry a berry is a fruit. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's move on from there <laughs> into the previews, uh, which will start on uh, Saturday, the 6th of April at 10.30 a.m. The Knights taking on the Eels in the uh, the Tasha Gales. Um, so just quickly looking at the ladder, which has the Knights in second taking on the Eels in third. Um, so the Eels we have – I don't think we can. No, we can't take outright first, but we could take second position if we beat the Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being our for and against. Oh, gosh. You need a lot of Steelers. Monstrous. The against, Steelers, yeah. We'd need to score 100 points. We need to score 50.
1: We need to score 50 and have the, field, the Steelers lose by 50, essentially, to get the, the two way swing going. So, yeah, improbable. Yeah. Improbable.
0: And the st- Steelers are taking on the Raiders who are currently in seventh position with a <laughs> negative 118.
1: Okay. okay, that's starting to stretch from improbable to um, impossible.
0: <laughs> so um, I think it, it'll be a very good contest between the two teams. They both come in with six wins apiece. Uh, the Knights have scored a few more points and let in a few less points, um, but it will certainly be a tester for the women. And it will be... Um, away from home so up at St. John's Oval um, there's a fair few inns for the Knights and, and not as many there's a lot of return uh, returning players for the Eels so um, a good tester for them before coming into the finals and um, they'll be in with a shot to make that top two berth but um, it looks even if they lose um, they're two wins clear of fifth spot so they'll get a top four berth in any event
1: and I, I don't think there's uh, I don't think there's home finals in play for Tashigal. I mean they they'll do like play at likehart or Saint Mary's or something like that as part of like a oh,
0: a, a, kind of a round n- n- not not so much as a home round but more of a two odds of the chair sort of, yeah
1: that that's right exactly but yeah you, you're playing for the the second life rather than the second life and the home field advantage yeah
0: yeah I think they play a lot of them out at likehart um yes so um, then on to the Harold Matthews, the Eels. Uh, we'll have to return after that bye. Uh, again, playing the Knights at St. John's Oval at 12 p.m. on Saturday, the 6th of April. Uh, there's a couple of inns there. Um, Malalu, Forsyth, Sanders, Russell, Martin. Um, so we'll just have to see how um, how we go.
1: Yeah, hopefully – that uh, we were speaking about this, uh, I think, was it last pod in the pod before – that must be in the last pod that the, the bye week should hopefully be good for them, you know, a chance to uh, regather and reset, you know, evaluate where they've been going wrong, where they've been going right. And, um, you know, just get set for the, the post
0: And then into the SG ball, another um, match in which they'll really need to have to come back. Um, so, the Knights, again, so all these games at St. John's Oval, uh, taking on the Eels at 1.30 p.m. The Knights in this competition are sitting down at 13th with the Eels at six. But then again, last week, the Roosters were down uh, lower than the Eels on that game. That's right. And and did come uh, and beat us. Not convincingly, but but by that conversion. So um, they're really going to have to step up here if they want to have a chance to, to finish top eight. Um, uh, and, and at best top four. And I should just touch on in the in the mats, the eels are currently in eighth position and they're sitting in um, that competition on four wins. Uh, the tigers and the bears will have to lose over the weekend for the eels to stay in that top eight if they don't beat the knights. So they're a chance of falling out out of the eight altogether as well. That's why
1: you always want to take care of business first, you know secure your own fate and then not have to worry about that sort of nonsense.
0: Yeah, but we are fortunate, I guess at least. Um, one of those teams is playing the uh, the Bulldogs who are up in the top four, but then the Balmain Tigers are taking on the Central Coast Roosters who are sitting at 12th position. Well, they might be taking on this. Are they taking on Sydney? Oh, no, they are taking on the um, the Central Coast Roosters who are sitting in 12th. Um, so that'll really be – uh, yeah, it's going to be a – a a close thing as to whether or not um, they'll make the finals, although having – and their points differential is worse than the Balmain Tigers. So um, if they they don't – if they lose and the Tigers win, that means they're out. So, yes, very unfortunate in that competition. Uh, But we'll just see how the results pan out on the weekend. Then moving on to – The Shield, uh, Wente taking on Sydney University are back. They're back Sunday, the 7th of April at Ringrose. And then the Owls will take on the Hills District Bulls at 1 p.m. on Sunday, the 7th of April. Then over onto the Ron Massey Cup, the Wenty Magpies in fourth, taking on the Wolves in fifth, also at Ringrose at 1 p.m. on the 7th of April. And then the Fleg Eels taking on the Sharks. That's at McCready Park on Saturday, the 6th of April. So no curtain raiser this week. Ooh. Um, Fleg, some ins there. Did you want to touch on them, Forty?
1: Yeah. Um, the two big ones this week is Hayes Dunster returning from, um, I think it was an elbow ligament um, injury he sustained against the Canberra Raiders in that first NRL trial out at St. Mary's. So he takes a place on one of the wings, and then I'm not sure if he'll feature this week. But the big inclusion, as far as the um the overall health of the team, is Joe Tapari, who takes a spot on the extended bench. And um, Joe being one of the Ills' best young prospects in the halves, obviously outside of Dylan Brown, um, he had an ACL injury last year, and he's uh, he's as far as I as I know, he's back quite ahead of schedule. So he's obviously worked hard, in he's recovery and his rehabilitation. And if he can take a place in the team this week, that'd be huge. But in the big picture of the Eels, it's a good thing because it means they're going to get one of their big playmaking weapons back for the um for the majority of the season.
0: And the Sharks are usually pretty good in this competition.
1: Yes, um, they, they're usually pretty solid. Us, yeah. But um, where were they sitting this year? I'll check it out now. Yeah, They, they, they're at the top. they
0: came <laughs> off a, a win last week. Um, I do know that um, because I was just checking the injury news on the dot. Uh, sorry, on the Sharks' website. Oh, they're sitting first. They yeah, we equal so last. Two, at, went two from two. <laughs> equal last of negative um,
1: 34 for against.
0: Yeah, so they've scored 74 points and only had a single try against them. Yeah, in that's the first pretty, two pretty impressive. <laughs> um, so they're up for a very big contest this week, and we'll just have to see how it all pans out. Um, all right, then let's move on to the uh, – Canterbury Cup, no longer ISP, still getting used to that, <laughs> um, which has the Magpies taking on the Jets, uh, who are in 12th at 3pm Regros Park on Sunday, the 7th of April, so no curtain raises to first grade this week. Um, now, the Jets, are they still the feeder? Who are they the feeder squad for? Are they the feeder squad for...
1: Uh, Cronulla, I believe.
0: They're still the, the feeder squad so for
1: Cronulla? It, it actually lines up. The Jets have bounced around. They were with Cronulla and then went to the Roosters and then back of Cronulla Yeah, I remember now. the
0: Roosters part, yeah.
1: So, yeah, because um they've got a few Cronulla feeder players in there. Uh, Aaron Gray, I think James Aguiarro is on a, is he part of their top 30 now or is he just on a, a CC contract?
0: Oh, I think he's just a CC contract yeah, at there, the moment because go. he, got, he got demoted. But Carl
1: um, Flanagan and whatnot's and in there, so it's clearly Cronulla's feeder team.
0: And then let's jump into the first grade um, where the superior uh, Sharks half will take a spot, um, knowing that, you know, uh, Kyle Flanagan's only there because his dad was in the team or the coach of the team, <laughs> <laughs> whereas the superior player in Jamin Sammon jump ship and will be starting in the halves this week. Uh, but let's just quickly go. So Saturday 6th of April, 7.35 p.m. at ANZ Stadium, the second of our home games this year. And the last home game at ANZ Stadium. So how fantastic is that? So good. Uh, Get down there. Say goodbye to ANZ. Unfortunately, won't be – I don't know if the sausage rolls are on cheap this week. You'll have to to check out and see what's on for $2.50 this this month because I think that was just for for the month of March. Uh, But in any event, there's some changes to the squad list. Uh, We'll run through the Sharks first. Uh, Josh Dugan at fullback, Matt Wylands out with, was it a hammy strain?
1: Yeah, pretty serious. I think it was a grade two or grade three hamstring
0: strain. Yeah. So I think they said minimum six weeks for him to come back. And I'm sorry, I'm just looking through the team list on Canterbury Cup, and Reece Davies has still got the wrong picture next to his.
1: Name. Oh, he's got the, the Nathan Davies.
0: <laughs> Nathan Davis is still <laughs> next to his name. Um, okay, sorry. So Josh Dugan at fullback. Uh, he's played plenty of fullback, um, and all the way up at for, for New South Wales at Origin level. Um, so whilst he's back there. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a qualified fullback. Then on the wings, Sione Katoa and Sasaya Fecky. In the halves, Josh Morris and uh, Bronson Berry, <laughs> who will get his NRL debut. <laughs> um, then in the halves, Sean Johnson, Chad Townsend, starting forwards, Andrew Fafita, Matt Pryor, Jaden Braley. In the nine jersey, uh, Brighton Nakora and Kurt Capewell in the second row and Paul Gallant. Um, shrugs Shrugs off through That rib, rib cut cartilage. Cartilage. Yeah. yeah The peptides Still doing their work These days <laughs> He wants
1: that He wants that record Against Parramatta He wants to equal The um the most losses So let's give it to him
0: And then The interchange bench uh, Balake Braley <laughs> uh, Jason Bakuya down. Aaron Woods uh, Jack Williams The extended bench Is Scott Sorensen Kyle Flanagan Aaron Gray And Braden Hamlin Ooh, Is that UE Is that
1: UE I think it is A
0: Oh, Ueli, sorry. They've cut the name in half when they oh, put yeah. it on the NRL. Yeah,
1: Hamon Ueli, Hamon Yeah. Um,
0: and then Seals at, <laughs> at fullback. Clint Gutherson on the wings unchanged. Makasivo, Blake Ferguson, Michael Jennings, Brad Takarangi in the centers. And then the inclusion of Jamin Salmon from the uh, – sort of interchange bench as a utility into starting five-eighth with Dylan Brown out, um, Mitch Moses at seven. Then the starting forward, same again, Dan Alvaro, Junior Polo, Reid Marnie at hooker. Uh, Second row – uh, is unchanged. Sean Lay, Murata, Neokore, and Tep Moroa is named at Locke and I guess we'll just have to wait and see whether he can pass those fitness tests and make a start this week. Then the bench, Penny Terrapo comes off the extended to uh, be in the actual bench this week. Tim Manor, Kane Evans, Oregon Kafusi and the uh, extended bench, Ray Stone. That's the first time I think we've seen Ray Stone.
1: For this year, yeah. I think that's his first appearance on the um, extended uh, or shadow bench.
0: And Matt McCorrick getting his McRib. first um, call to the um, extended bench – uh, Josh Hoffman, Josh Hoffman, and George Jennings also on the extended bench. So, do we think there's any ducks and drakes in there, or that looks like it? I think probably going to be.
1: You, one you touched convenient. on it, but Tapai is probably the the one with the biggest question mark over his um status. If he drops out, you'd probably assume Penny Terepo to move into starting lock, and then probably the McRib onto the the bench as cover for um Reed, who is well,
0: very, potentially, I I guess Ray Stone. Could also,
1: also, yeah, it depends how confident they are in his ability to play hooker. Um, because Stone gives you better coverage outside of the hooking position. Because I, I imagine that McIvorik can play a defensive lock position, but he's not exactly, uh, you know, um, you know, he's his second calling there. So if you if you're confident with Stone playing that, you know, minor relief rod hooker, I think he's the better pick on the extended bench. Should Tepi not be ready to go, but McIvorik, you know, is the more proven NRL performer and lets you spell. Um, it probably opens up the rotation as well for. Um, for uh, Reed at the moment, who's playing, you know, 60, 70 minutes and then getting the last chunk of the game off, it lets you sort of play around with the half time break as a potential uh, recharge point for him by bringing on McKilrick um, just before or just after half time. So, yeah. And the-
0: then on the, the Shark side, potentially Paul Gallon going out, depending on how his rib cartilage is. Mm-hmm. And you'd expect probably Scott Sorensen to come off that extended yeah, bench. Yeah, I'd and go say Sorensen
1: in. Yeah. And then they'll promote. And, um, Uh, probably Bakuya to the starting team I'd say
0: yeah that's right I think they've played Bakuya at um, lock before Um, but uh, it's certainly um well, Let's get in and talk about where, where we can win this, where it might be lost. Um, I think we're really going to have to match up with the Sharks sharks in the forwards because I think we saw it last week uh, when the Cowboys sort of they, they, they lost their momentum. Um, the Sharks are uh, one of the biggest black uh, flat track bullies in the competition. Yeah. <laughs> and As soon as they get one over you, they will rub your face in the dirt. Yes, sir.
1: I think the, the name that stands out across that entire team list, especially in the forwards, though, is Andrew Fafita. You've got to put a bottle on him. Um, you know, a lot of their best play comes when he's getting them on the go forward. Um, He's pretty good at milking a penalty too. So that's something got to be careful of, but there's other players in that forward pack that are dangerous. Jaden Braley, as well as younger brother, both pretty handy through the middle. Um, young Briton Akora is having a pretty solid start to his NRL campaign as a rookie. He scored a try fantasy, last week.
0: Cash cow and
1: potential. Yeah, winner. absolute absolute stud for those um in the fantasy leagues. Uh, but he scored a nice try last week by not giving up on a ball. Um, it was a grubber kick that looked for all money like it was going to go dead, but he chased it right through and managed to get it down somehow. Ciona um, out in the back line, actually is probably a. He, I don't know. He's a is he right edge? So he'd be matching up against Makasivo. Um, he's a little nugget and can break a few tackles.
0: Um, yeah, Fecky plays exclusively on the left.
1: Yeah, there you go. And, and the the young gun, Bronson, uh, Cherry slash Berry. Um, he's a, you know, there wouldn't be much footage on him, but I imagine the teams would have done their due diligence. A lot of hype about him. Big, athletic, powerful centre. Um, Jamin and would know a lot about him. Dylan, if he was playing, would have known a lot about him because of the amount of times that the Eels and the Sharks have clashed um, in the junior reps um, with um, Brown and, and Bronson featuring. But yeah, I don't know. What do you, What do you think, Bertie? Who's the danger man for the for the Eels to watch in the canal lineup?
2: Oh, it's got to be Fafita. Like a guy with that footwork, you know, the offload. You just got to just wrap it up, you know. The other wrap him up, you know, like um, just got to limit him. Like I know you can't stop a player, but you can limit the the meter the meterage and shit. So yeah, if we if we can get a handle on uh, Fafita, I reckon um, our pack will just overpower them and. But the one thing we are got to—I don't know how you can avoid it—but they like they tend to rush up in defence a lot in terms of sprint. Like their their forwards, like Matt Pry, he's a notorious one who rushes out of the line. So
1: well, they're, they're the best exponent of it has retired because Luke Lewis used to kill us. He'd be three four meters offside on the blind side of the referee and would just snipe out whoever our runner was and either force an error or make a great tackle. So that, yeah, they're they're very good at doing that though, Cronulla. They they play within whatever the refs will give them and then take a little bit more. Um, now Even think, Wade Graham as well. Yes, Wade, Wade Graham is very good at that too, and so he's a big out in that regard. Um, yeah. The one player I forgot um, to mention, looking back at that list, now that I'm scared of having a big game, is because. The <laughs> yes six. It, yes, exactly. He's exactly who I was going to. With Matt Moore out, you know, and more, you know, quote unquote pressure put on him to step up, Sean Johnson's exactly the sort of player that would have a big game against us. So he, he isn't quite as explosive as he has been in previous years, but he's still a very he was good – very good
0: last week. Yes,
1: still a very good playmaker. And, um,
0: and given the results at the Warriors, I think he's thankful. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that he got he got out of that train wreck. Oh, good God. Um, and the one thing about his game that – when when there's a little bit of second-phase play that, you know, it's not so much the offloads going downfield, but when the, the Sharks are a little bit sideways and then come back to him, he's got a really, really nasty kick that you can put him behind – and um and the you know either force a drop out or get a result with a try, so I don't know if Gufferson has to stay awake today or whatnot, but you know I am a little bit worried about Sean Johnson going off on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I, I thought last week he was really looking dangerous. Um, it's a big change for him, of course, being the the face of the Warriors for the last decade. Yeah, uh, to come across to um to the Sharks. Um, yeah, I I, I don't know what the Warriors are doing over there. They. Yeah, they're,
1: they're well, getting. Guess, you know, they're getting we, Steve Kearney, think, mate. That's what they're doing.
0: We, we've seen a you know a long period of mismanagement at the Eels, and then you shake your head and look at other teams doing you know very similar things and saying you know that's the face of your club. That's the, that's the, like the, the lead for the Warriors.
1: The NRL handbook on how to run a successful club should be just like look at Parramatta from like circa two thousand and eight to you know twenty um, thirteen, Just do the opposite of that sort of stuff because barring that 09 run, you know we just we did so much dumb shit. And mismanaged so many things, and like you said, you look at some other clubs and what the Warriors are now doing, and it's just like, well, what's your end goal? Like, where are you going? Ugh.
0: And I have to say, just just back to our first grade game, you know, I think that uh, sorry, our, our game against the Roosters last week, the pleasing thing was that you know we showed we were tenders as opposed to a certain uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: other Western, team. Western Sydney Western Sydney, uh, <laughs> uh, rival
0: started on that
1: oh. stupid.
2: Fancy getting three home games, and you, you barely you beat Manly, and you beat the Warriors, and then you lose to the Dogs. Fancy that! But that's and the amount of shit. Oh, the
1: the, 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 the whole the whole March Premier thing it gets the media blows up so much because if you watch the the fallout and the fallout, the coverage out of round three, they're blowing smoke up Manly's ass like they're like some sort of title contender just because Tommy T came back and they whooped a, a sorry you know second rate Warriors. It's like,
0: they run into the Roosters this week. Yeah, so. like there's,
1: there's a lot of reality checks to be had there, and the West Tigers got a pretty big one when Canterbury put the wood on them, you know, 22 unanswered points before they finally got onto the board. Like, holy dooly, at home, how do you do that? Oh, my God. But, yes, like as, as Hamish said, you know, we were far more contender than pretender against the Roosters, but it was an interesting week for some other teams that, you know, got a pretty big reality check.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what that Saturday was just a blowout for every team. It wasn't
1: Yeah, it was, it was brutal.
0: Yeah. Unless you just like tries. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was, <laughs> it was a super sad day for tries, but not for close footy.
0: Um all right. Well let's let's get into our predictions. So I'll do Hams, what, what, what was it, 30, 32 to nil? Is that right <laughs> He's staying,
1: staying strong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so sorry, on to, on to you, Bernie.
2: Um oh. I think we're going to win. We're going to bounce back, and we're going to win 25-12. Um, our forwards are going to step up, I reckon. We're going to take care of uh, Like We're going to you know, gang tackle. Like um, We're going to make him run sideways, put it that way. If they're going to beat us, they're going to have to run so- like sideways. They're not going to beat us through the middle. And um, Yeah, just cut the errors out, and I reckon we'll cut the errors out. I reckon we'll learn, put it that way. We'll learn from our mistakes, and um, yeah, get the dub, and first try score will be Murata, of
0: course, over... Um, Who's he going to run over, Sean Johnson or? Rada plays right, so I think he'd be.
1: Um, he matched up against Townsend, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: Townsend. Yeah, he'll I run think. over Townsend and his um his hair, immovable hair, and yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right the the permafrosted hair. He just has that hair like <laughs> mastered with the non hair gel hair gel. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, and just a, a, a pat on the back for myself and him last week uh, talking up Sivo for some. Or a try, I know he wasn't the first to score, but uh, bagging a double and gosh, he he made um, who was the winger again I for I of the
1: Like I don't want to put Ikevalu?
0: it on him, but it was Ikevalu, like semi maybe? It was yeah, Ikevalu, That's yeah. the name. I don't. I don't want to put it on him, but it was like Sammy. You know, just seeing him monster over yeah.
1: right there. It was. It was pretty <laughs> one-sided.
0: <laughs> All those years ago. But, up 40
1: yeah well, on a completely unrelated note Sevo uh, 2 tries Penrith 0 tries in round 3 so that worked out pretty well for him um, for me I, I want to tip a big win for us but geez the Sharks just play us close all the time so I'm going to go 18-14 Parramatta getting up you know just um, i got to back Jamin Salmon for the opening try it's just it's too poetic not to do it um, scoring against his old club putting the eels on the front foot so yeah Jamin, Jamin Salmon FTS uh, eels four point win is eighteen
0: fourteen. And put me down for twenty to eighteen win. Um, another close affair. There's gonna be rain for the next couple of days. Oh, but don't it's say not that. Forca- <laughs> not for- <laughs> not forecast to rain on Saturday. Um, but having said that, that ANZ surface seems to retain all that moisture. Um, so won't again won't want to be going too close to the sidelines. See, and see, Clinton um, Gutherson for first try scorer.
1: Speaking of retaining moisture, how about the state of the art drainage facilities at the new Western Sydney Stadium, Bankwest Stadium? One of the the cool little features.
0: Yeah, I saw a photo today. There was um, somebody on the NRL um, Discord. Uh, was doing some work at the stadium and um, he posted some shots from inside uh, which look fantastic we're just just Um, pushing
1: about the stadium every week it's so good
0: (laughs) well what are we three three weeks away or or so yeah it's
1: this week Um, then against the Raiders and then in the third week we'll be playing the the Tigers on Easter Monday there so awesome Last, last ANZ home game like we're talking about there you go that's a hell of a journey
0: Burn the joint down.
1: <laughs> well, they're, they're they're trying to, aren't they? They want to redevelop that one as well, so they'll get there.
0: They'll... Yeah, I think it's a redevelopment into a square. Uh, sorry, a rectangular That's stadium. That's right. And I'm not um, sure if it's getting a roof to a or full not.
1: The roof or not seems to change every month. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I don't think we get a full enclosed cover. Um, but now that you've got the uh, the the liberals back in, uh, uh, New stadiums South Wales are on the agenda. <laughs> they are, boys. They're back on the menu. Um, now, I'm just having a quick look, if you just give me one second, to see on, what our me. cheap food is this week. Sorry, you go. Okay, I, I still haven't found it.
2: <laughs>
0: I, don't, I don't. I don't think you get your two dollar fifty um, sausage roll this week. It'll probably be your two dollar fifty hot dog. Um, so if you like the hot dog, and yeah, yeah if you're getting the sauce, don't pay that thirty cents for the no. sauce. That's that's brilliant.
1: Go the old um, re, reconstituted um, pork anus. Get into it. The old stadium dog. You can't go wrong.
0: <laughs> All right, right in,
2: in the Fermo Shout out.
0: Finally, enough at Penrith game. There was a bloke there in the thermo that had the buns and the, <laughs> the oh. hot dogs. Yes, <laughs> and he was passing them around. Anybody want wanted one dog. Oh. <laughs> Jesus <Jeez, laughs> Christ!
2: <sighs> I think I think my chances have been a Cartwright's uh, child. Oh the
1: Jesus, Bertie. Thing. Bertie. Come on,
0: man. God. All right, plugs, Bertie.
2: Yeah, uh, Twitter's uh, Bevan Heaven won. Um, it was a bad week weekend for me uh, sport wise. I had um, one TV, one laptop, but four teams to watch. So uh, my uh, parameter deep. loss, yeah, Swans loss, the Waratahs lost to Sing- uh, to the Singapore Sunwolves. You know, first time they've won in Australia. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> um, That's a bit Sydney fair. FC won, and then the most I think the most devastating loss would be Tottenham in the ninety first minute, literally. Liverpool have had so much luck this year. They have to win it. Four keepers this year have handed them the victories. If they don't get, you know, reciprocal medals, it's going to be a poor taste. It's just, yeah, it's just a bad um. Yeah. And there's one one tiger fan giving us shit on Twitter, you know, saying para para doesn't matter. What happened, mate? You lost. So <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. Feed him, birdie. Goes, Feed oh, him. Just joking. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> shut up, idiot. Tiger fans. <laughs>
0: Jeez.
1: 40. 40-20 <laughs> um, um, from the Cumberland Fro. You can catch us on uh, Twitter at Eels TCT and the website, obviously, thecumberlandfro.com. Lots of cool content every week, uh, opinion pieces, uh, the weekly roster of stuff, you know, weekly musings, uh, post-game grades. Uh, we got got um, a few different guest writers these days, which is all very cool. Uh, for me, the um, sporting world outside Parramatta this week was about the Seattle Mariners who um, are now 6-1 and one. Um, being a baseball team, of course, there's a lot of games to play, but six and one after essentially blowing up the team and trying to rebuild for like two or three years down the road and they opened up against the reigning world champions, the Boston Red Sox, and won three won, won three or four games and should have won four or four. So it's been a very fun week for um for M- 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 Mariner's Mariners fans.
0: Yeah, and then um, for us, it's at parapodcast forward slash parapodcast.com uh, the run-up to the draft, 26th of April, uh, that's coming up. Then there's also the run-up to the uh, final season of uh, Game of Thrones or uh, Ooh, Song of yeah. Ice and Fire, um, which is coming in, I think, like a, it's a, it's a week and a half away, I think.
1: And then it's, so over, yeah, in like, it's over in like a, a month or, or six weeks, whatever it is. Crazy. Yeah.
0: A, I think it's six. Six. It's either six or seven episodes. This cause, yeah. There's cause like, they originally started at ten, and then they went back to seven last. But they'll it, be like hour long. They'll that's be like right. Mini movies. Yeah. Mini, mini they've, exactly. they've let, yeah, they have put out the timestamps, and, and most of them are kicking fifty minute to an hour mark. So um yeah, it's going to be good. Um But then yeah, as I said, the NFL, NFL draft on the twenty sixth of April, getting all those mock drafts going. How big
2: a decision is that going to be for Arizona? Because if they get Bo- um if they get Murray. Bosa goes to Niners, and Bosa's terrorizing them for the next, you know, five years.
0: From, from what from what I've read, it seems that it's sort of changed. Like I know it ebbs and flows, and <laughs> and they're going to play their cards pretty close to their chest. But it seems like Rosen hasn't been put up, or because they have to, they have to come back for voluntary, um, uh, what do they call it? Like next week or so, the week before the draft, don't they? The training voluntary yeah. training. Yeah. So, um, OTAs, voluntary training. It. Yeah, that's right. OTAs. Um, so, we'll we'll see. Like, it, it might be if, if he stays away, then, uh, yeah, you just don't know. They're playing a bit of Ducks and Drakes there. So, uh, it's going to be an interesting draft And in the Packers. They've got two um, two picks in the top 32. So yeah, they're that's right after one, trading down last them, year. <laughs> the, yeah, they traded down to the Saints, and they thought they'd get a better pick this year, but unfortunately, the Saints went one game away from the yeah, Super Bowl. So the that pick that pick wasn't all so great. Um, but we didn't really miss out last year on any picks, but... Yeah, possibly a wide receiver. I think there's a couple of inside linebackers and sort of stuff that we want to pick up. So mm-hmm. um, looking pretty pretty forward to it. Um, and then, yeah, not much. I watched a bit of golf on the weekend. Didn't get to play. Um, that's about it.
1: And that's all she's so. got for, for round three. So you want, you want me to take us away?
0: That's right. Can you play the um, first we'll say goodbye and uh, 40 will play us out? with the uh, the moment of the match.
1: Thanks for tuning Peace. in, guys. Peace. Play of the game for round three. Make SIVO's first NRL try. Play of the game. Money. Back for Brown, now
0: for Got the send, he got the ball away to Sivo. The Fiji has gone in to score. Make SIBO. There'll be a raw go up from Fiji. Fan club acknowledge Sibo scoring he had one denied up at
2: Penrith.